Okay, hello everyone. My name is Stephen Ron, and welcome to another episode of the Profound Pickleball Podcast. My guest today is uh, a great friend from Macon, Georgia, Joe McDaniel. Joe is a longtime educator, uh, coach, and minister in uh, in Macon. And Joe is now retired, but he stays pretty busy, pretty active. And I just want to welcome Joe to the podcast. How are you doing today, Joe? I'm doing great, Stephen. It's so good to hear your voice, and uh, I'm honored to be on your podcast. Uh, this is kind of uh, groundbreaking for me. I told you a while ago when I, we were getting on this Zoom thing uh, that I'm kind of a dinosaur, and I think I probably understated it. Oh, so, no, I, I don't think that's the case at all, but we're, <laughs> we're glad to have you here. And this is going to be the 14th episode of the podcast here. Oh, wow. Um, and you're the second uh, of my guests from Macon. You know, Paul Midkiff was my first guest from Macon. So I feel a very special uh, connection to Macon because Macon is where I learned to play the game. Mm -hmm. And you were actually very helpful to me when I first was getting into this. I had reached out to you and asked about where people were playing. And you referred me to a group that was playing at John Drew Smith. Oh. Um, and I went over there and met some of the great people there. And then I met the people from uh, the school, Mount the Sales, you know, Paul's group, sure. um, and just sort of went from there. And so thank you for helping me get into this great sport. Um, and I wanted to ask you, Joe, um, how did you get into pickleball? What is your origin story in this amazing sport? Well, it's, uh, I, I love to tell this. I was walking laps one day at the Wellness Center, Northside Drive in Macon. Uh, I was, uh, I had torn my bicep. Uh, I made an awkward move. I was taking some stuff to uh, the recycling center and just a, a freak accident and tore my right bicep. I'm a right-hander. And uh, I had gone through surgery to have it reattached. I uh, had gone through uh, several months of therapy. And uh, so I was just walking laps one day, lift, had lifted light weights. And uh, while at the wellness center, you walk upstairs on the track and you can look down and see where people are doing yoga and fitness and lifting weights or swimming, or in, we have a small little tiny basketball gym. And as I was walking, I looked down in the gym and I saw a net and I saw four people playing with uh, short paddles, kind of like a, a paddle ball uh, length paddle or like a racket ball, but a little bit smaller. Uh, the racket, the paddle. And so as I, I would keep walking and I was watching them and I did not recognize the game. Now my background is in teaching and education and I've played just about every sport and uh, recognized many of them that I hadn't played. And uh, so I went downstairs and I walked in the gym. There were four people there. One of the guys, Johnny Lane, I had taught his wife, Debbie Wilcher at the time, uh, at Mountain Sales, she was in my biology class. And so I walked in and I'm watching and he comes over there and I said, what is what is this game y'all are playing? He said, pickleball. I said, well, I've never heard of that. And he said, come on, hit some. I said, nah, I'm walking, I'm, I'm, I'm exercising. He said, come on. Well, he forced a paddle into my hand <laughs> and two hours later, we're still playing. Wow. Uh, it was indoors. The only, uh, Stephen, that was the only court in Macon. Uh, it was indoors. Uh, the gym was 30 years old, hardwood floors, not good. 
uh, the lines had been taped down. It was a temporary net, uh, but they were having a great time. And I took to the game. I, I've always been relatively athletic. I was never a varsity athlete, but love love sports. Taught it. Love uh, badminton. I used to teach that and volleyball and PE at Mountain Sales when I coached there. Anyway, love the game. On the way home, I called my wife Cynthia, and I said, "Sweetheart, I think I have." found the game that I'm going to ride into the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, what is that? And I said, pickleball. And she said, what is that? And so uh, we, you, we'll get into the, you know, the, the name of the, probably the dumbest name of any sport ever. But nonetheless, it's, it's the game that I love more than any I've ever played. So I started playing it. We would play there three times a week. And uh, we had maybe six or eight people. And, uh, you know, you four would play at a time. We played all doubles. And so uh, four would play while the other four are sitting there watching and talking. And pickleball is quite a social game. That it is. And it really enjoyed the people that I met. And had I not played this game, Stephen, I don't know that I would have ever crossed paths with so many of these wonderful folks. So uh, about a month after I've been playing, on the way home again, I called Cynthia. That on the way, um, Cynthia, I was just thinking, you know this little basketball court we have right outside our house? Uh, we've been out here 30-something years in the country. I said, uh, that basketball court, our, our grandson Stafford is going to get hurt on it. She said, I know. You know, it's cracked and there are roots and all that stuff. And she said, what can we do? I said, well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I know where this is going. Yeah, yeah. I played the grandchild card. And, and so I said, uh, why don't we think about um, – putting a pickleball court there and so we did and uh hired a guy uh, locally he brought out a backhoe ripped up the asphalt court uh we cut down a bunch of trees that were close that were like you know the roots were just had cracked it so we took down some trees uh ripped up the court poured a concrete slab not an asphalt but a concrete slab and uh painted it two colors and uh, then put a fence uh, around the one end of it. Uh, it has about a one inch slope so that when it rains, the water doesn't puddle. Uh, but you don't really realize that the court, you know, there's uh, just a slight, slight mm -hmm. grade there. And uh, we, pickleball's underway. It, was, it became a dedicated court, meaning there are no other lines or any other sport. Um, so I had my own court here had a temporary net, a uh, portable, movable net. And by the way, Stephen, since you moved, uh, some of my buddies uh, who play here a good bit uh, put in a permanent net on my court. Wow. So, yeah. So awesome. that's a, those are friends indeed, aren't they? Absolutely. So anyway, we uh, back to the wellness center. So we, uh, we were outgrowing that. We would have 12 people in there uh, waiting for four spots to open up. And then we went outdoors to John Drew Smith Tennis Center, which is a half mile from the Wellness Center. And uh, we got permission on the junior courts, the junior tennis courts uh, to, first of all, we taped down lines and then we were able to paint blue lines on there, uh, which wasn't the best way, but it was okay. Yeah. And so uh, we, now all of a sudden now we have four outdoor courts. They are facing east and west, which means early in the morning, you have the morning sun in your eyes, 
late in the afternoon, you have the afternoon sun in your eyes. I remember that. But it's still pickleball, and we would play there starting like at 8 or 9 in the morning, have a great time. Uh, we got to where four, four courts meant 16 people could play at once. And we were we had 28 people out there, which meant 10 were waiting. Mm-hmm. And uh, then over at uh, the Mercer, uh, well, Tattnall Square Park, right across from Mercer, probably a half mile from Mountain Sales, uh, we went over and got permission to paint uh, pickleball lines on their uh, junior tennis courts. So we had four at Tattnall, four at John Drew Smith. Uh, we still had actually two then indoors at the Wellness Center. I had a court, a couple of other people had courts, uh, but they were not really involved in our pickleball community. One of the things I think I'm most proud of is that, and I've kept the list and you're on it by the way, I've had 152 different people who have played on my court. Wow. Uh, I became the first ambassador for pickleball in Macon. Mm-hmm. I'm not the, I'm not very savvy with technology, uh, but I'm pretty relational and I love the game and have promoted it. And so I think probably if I have anything I could hang my hat on, it would be introducing a lot of people to the game uh, in this area. Absolutely. So, uh, wow, that, that's fantastic. Yeah, so anyway, that's that's kind of my story. Johnny Lane was the guy who got me started. And uh, I tell him he's kind of the godfather of, of pickleball on, on my family tree uh, in this sport. You know, Johnny with that tricky uh, backhand lefty serve that he's got. Uh, yeah, you left-handers give us a fit. <laughs> you need to know that. Oh, uh, and by the way, after those courts, then uh, pickleball really started building some momentum here in Macon. Uh, I got to, I, I was retired, so I had a lot of time. I could invest in the game, started playing tournaments, loving all of that, promoting the sport. And uh, First Presbyterian Day School here in Macon, um, January uh, 7, uh, 2019, had a change in leadership at the school. And they asked me uh, as a 73 year old, if I would be the interim head of school. And so, thought about it, gave it some prayer, and uh, just felt like that would be what I ought to be doing at this time. And uh, so one of the things that I noticed there at the school, we had uh, eight new state-of-the-art tennis courts on one side of the campus. Mm-hmm. On the other side, as you drive through, it's kind of makes a horseshoe on uh, uh, the main road, uh, Foster Road. We had four old abandoned tennis courts. They still had the nets, but I told somebody it was the only place I've ever used a weed eater on asphalt, <laughs> which kind of tells courts. you the, the shape of the courts that we that we inherited. But uh, uh, one lady uh, made a serious donation uh, to the school, and uh, we resurfaced all four of those courts. Uh, we already had four what are called quick start tennis courts, which are for little children. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we we had the nets for those, and those were on each side. And uh, you know, that's a, they use a red ball. It's a big ball. It's softer, so the kids can hit it more easily. It, long story short, we re- resurfaced the court. We put in three dedicated pickleball courts, meaning no other lines. And uh, those were the first three in Macon. Now, on the other two tennis courts that we had. 
we uh, we we still had tennis lines on there, uh, and then I added gold pickleball lines on top mm-hmm. of those two tennis courts. So we had two tennis courts, but four pickleball courts on top of them. Right. And uh, that is a PE teacher's dream. Oh yeah. And we we're teaching uh, pickleball in PE, and uh, we have uh, we had a. a a bunch of dads who really got addicted to the game probably three months ago and uh in january they uh they had they called it the frozen pickle invitational and uh, <laughs> invited 12 guys who are just starting in the game and and they invited me as well and uh had it all organized and uh you rotated a partner so everybody played with everybody else and uh, it was about a three three hour tournament more fun those guys had a blast every sunday afternoon at two o'clock the court those courts are reserved and they're full of fbd dads and 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 their guests and uh, we're in the process of of possibly adding two more uh permanent um nets on uh, one of the tennis courts so we'll ultimately have five dedicated pickleball courts wow so uh it has really caught on in macon uh, you and I had talked uh, before we started the podcast, Stephen, and uh, I really believe that Macon, Georgia, has is fast becoming uh, the pickleball capital of the state. Uh, for three years, I know it had been Griffin because they have a fabulous facility uh, there in Spalding County, the Spalding County Pickleball Association. Absolutely, uh, I think there's a, a retirement community of Peachtree. Uh, retirement community up there that uh, they push through a squash and they have 18 dedicated pickleball courts. Four have a cover. It's not enclosed, but they have a cover over them in case uh, it's really, really hot and they have, uh, they're lighted and uh, you can get out of the sun and uh, that's a great facility up there. But I'm telling you, Macon, uh, the 17 dedicated courts we have plus we have some other courts down below that are still tennis courts, but have some lines mm-hmm. uh, for pickleball. And so we can expand it to over 20 now. Yeah, you are correct when you say that Macon is becoming the capital because I moved up to the Kennesaw area back in July. And people, when I would say that I was from Macon, people kind of looked at me funny as if they didn't realize that there was pickleball in Macon. Oh man. Well, nowadays they don't do that because so many Macon players have been playing a lot of tournaments around the state and doing well, getting a lot of medals. Right. Also, Macon has hosted several tournaments now. Um, So, people up here that I routinely play with who are in, you know, Marietta, Roswell, Alpharetta, you know, it's some heavily heavily populated areas. Sure. They know about Macon now, let me tell you right now. They are well well aware. I get it. I, I totally understand it. We, we have a tournament next weekend here. And, I'll uh, be there. <laughs> I'm, I'll be looking for you. You're not old enough to be in my age group, but we will certainly look for you. Uh, well, you don't play. You, to, you know, you don't play. You don't play like you're in your age. You play. You can hang with anybody, Joe. Don't worry well, about it. You're, you're kind, and I love your low standard, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it used to last year uh, before COVID. Uh, FPD was going to be hosting. We, in fact, we were official one of the official sponsors of the Cherry Blossom Festival. I remember which that. has been going on in Macon for decades, and uh, it the, it was going to be the Cherry Blossom Pickleball Tournament, but we had to cancel it 
And uh, now it, we're not an official sponsor or an official event, but the tournament is called the Pinkest Pickleball Party on the Planet. Yes. And uh, it's going to be next weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, singles, uh, gender doubles, and then mixed doubles. Meaning, you know, men's doubles, women's doubles. And right. Then on, I think Sunday may be the uh, the mixed. And then after that one, uh, we're going to be hosting, I think, probably two or three more. We've already hosted uh, the Habitat for Humanity tournament. We hosted uh, right. one around Valentine's Day. The Making uh, Love tournament, yes. Exactly right. And uh, so just, a, and, and see, we're only 50 minutes from Griffin. So we have two more tournaments coming up there. Uh, the Spalding County Games in April, and then Doc Holiday, which is a really, really good tournament. Uh, this will be about the fourth or fifth year. That was my third tournament, I think, that I ever played in. But uh, listen, we're we're pushing 300 uh, for the Cherry Blossom, the Pink Tournament, uh, coming up next weekend. I think we've got like 280 plus, That's which is a matters. huge number for uh, a, a first-time tournament. And then we have people from out of state. Uh, they're coming at, well from Valdosta as well, Savannah, Columbus, Atlanta, North Georgia, Augusta, and uh, so I mean it's well known. We posted it on pickleballtournaments.com. Mm -hmm. So uh, man, I, I'm just really excited. Paul Midkiff, who was your first interviewee uh, on your podcast, has done an incredible job of uh, not only promoting but organizing. Uh, he man, that is a strength of his. Not, not just being an incredible player, but uh, he is. Uh, he and Greg Spicer, uh, you know, the, the Mountain Sales connection there. Paul is. I started as the ambassador. Now it's Paul, and he has just taken this thing to a whole new strata. And he has some great people who work for the Atlantic Sun uh, Athletic Conference. Mm -hmm. uh, J.R. Roberts, uh, I think, and uh, Olivia. I just drew a blank on her last name. Olivia Walter. Olivia Walter. There you go. Walter. And they they are invaluable mm -hmm. to the pickleball community here locally. So yes. uh, man, it's uh, things are really going great. I could not be happier. Uh, I, this is a kind of a point of pride for me. Uh, Paul Mitiff and Greg Spicer got their start here at my house. Um, <laughs> and Paul Paul is really funny. He said. After I left, he said, I knew this is a game that I want to play. He said, so I went and bought some of these really cheap, undersized Monarch pickleball paddles. Not have no idea what kind of ball I got, uh, but uh, that was kind of his start. And uh, so I, I love that about him. Oh, yeah. Well, the, these these names that you're mentioning here, again, are getting known outside of making, like I said, because of you know tournaments and Right. There's this thing called Club Wars, which is coming up this weekend up here, um, where different you know uh, facilities put together teams, and there's yeah. a making team coming up. I know Greg's mm -hmm. going to be on the team. Right. Um, so people around the state have taken notice of making, and that will only continue with the increased, you know, high high level of play coming out of there, and people who are willing to travel a little bit for a tournament also. You know, Atlanta's not that far, you know, right, like right. tournaments up this way. And making you know, being so close to Atlanta, I know so many people that yeah. have are now looking forward to going down to play in Macon because of that wonderful facility. And yes. people ask me all the time about that facility. And so yeah. I, I was glad to have Paul come on 
and tell a little bit of the origin story of that facility. Sure. Um, I think I think you really uh, nailed it right there when you started talking about the tournament, because we have so many people now who are playing tournaments all over the place. The, the my first tournament that I ever played. Let me see. I think it was probably near uh, the first of let's see, 2017, uh, maybe a, around November. I played. I played a tournament up in Tiger, Georgia, uh, Raven County. Oh yeah. Um, the cool. Battle of the Paddles, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't know my teammate. Uh, he didn't have a team. He didn't have a, a partner. Neither did I. So we just kind of hooked up. And uh, he was from over around Noonan and. We, we went 0 for Saturday. Uh, <laughs> I mean, got, we went 0 for 5 and then uh, won a couple of games at Mix the next day, but I was hooked. And then uh, went back up to Cleveland, Georgia, about three weeks later uh, at 3.0 with Bill Bombrake. And uh, we, won, we won our age group up there. And I've just been playing tournaments uh, as often as I can since then. Right. Um, and let me tell you, North Georgia, for a while was and still is like Hiawassee, Cleveland, that's White County, mm-hmm. uh, Tiger, Georgia, Dahlonega. Those those small communities have really good pickleball facilities. They certainly do. Uh, some are indoors, like in Tiger. I think they probably have nine indoor courts. And I know I was just up in uh, Helen, uh, Cleveland area a couple of weeks ago and played up there and they have six outdoor courts and three indoor courts. And so uh, those communities are really on fire with pickleball. And a bunch of them are coming down to play in our tournament next weekend. Yes, I, I lo- I've been looking at the, uh, the the player list for the tournament and, it, you know, the, pretty much the entire state is being represented now. I mean- It really is. You got Moultrie that right. coming up, um, you know, like say Savannah and, you know, Northwest Georgia, Northeast Georgia. Mm-hmm. I saw quite a few people from South Carolina coming over from Alabama. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, and you know, with Macon being in the center of the state, we've got interstates coming here. Uh, we're, you know, an hour, 10 minutes away from Columbus. We're uh, maybe two and a half hours from Augusta. Savannah's about three, but it's an easy dri- easier drive here than it is to Griffin or even farther north to Atlanta. It is. And yeah. so that's a, that's a good thing that we have. Plus, uh, one of the things that I think we have that Griffin doesn't, is we have a very vibrant downtown, uh, a lot of great upscale restaurants, uh, a lot of you know these things are uh, locally owned, uh, and and we have you know good places to stay. It's close to Mercer. A lot, it, you know, if maybe the husband or the wife is playing, the other one can do sightseeing. A lot of a lot of things uh, for tourists here in Macon that a lot of other communities don't have. Well, yeah, and, and I'll, before I moved to Macon back in 2015, the only time I had ever spent a lot of time in Macon is when I would come there for the state USTA tournaments when I was playing tennis. Oh, wow. So Macon sort of had already had experience in hosting a lot of out-of-towners, you know, for conventions because it's right. centrally located. So a lot of the people that, you know, are still are now playing pickleball are like me that they remember making from playing tennis, you know, maybe years ago, going to state tournament. Right. So they're familiar with John Drew and in Tattnall Square. Um, and I remember playing some USTA matches at Mercer and at Wesleyan even. Yeah. Um, a few times before. So Macon 
you know, has that reputation of being a good place to spend, you know, a weekend or so for sure. a sporting event or whatever you might have. Right. Yeah, Macon has been hosting an especially junior tournament, but uh, there was a time back in the 80s and 90s where uh, there would be some of these smaller satellite type tours uh, where the young up and coming tennis players uh, would come here, you know, and try to win and then move up. And so, uh, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. The Macon does have a, a nice tennis history. Yeah. Uh, and, and interestingly, the generation from then, uh, so many, just like yourself, Stephen, uh, so many former tennis players, uh, you know, maybe there's a knee issue. Uh, maybe we're 20 years older, or in my case, even, <laughs> even more. But uh, pickleball is such a great sport uh, that you don't have the running uh, and it's just a lot easier on your body. Oh yeah. And so uh, that's just another one of the many things that I had loved about this game. Yeah, it, it, not only just your body in general, but I'll give a specific example. One of the reasons that I don't play nearly as much tennis is because I've had some shoulder problems. Oh wow. That are caused, you know, by serving, you know, in tennis. Sure. Well, pickleball, I, I don't feel a thing at all in my shoulders at all yeah. when I play pickleball. Yeah, serving underhand. Yeah, and you know the few overheads you hit, you're using a, a paddle which is so much lighter than a tennis racket. It doesn't put that strain. You know, after you hit a few overheads in tennis, you kind of get feel it a little bit. At least I was right. feeling it in my shoulder, but I, I haven't ever felt any pain at all in my shoulder from playing pickleball at all. Right, I, I was, I, I'm with you. Same here. Yeah. Okay. Well, Joe, if you don't mind, I'm gonna gonna switch gears just a little bit here. Um, okay. Now. So over the last, let's say, four years or so in the game, have you noticed any changes in the way the game is played at all um, from time you started till now? Well, a couple of things. One, I, I think with uh, YouTube, uh, you know, that's kind of how I learned the rules. Mm -hmm. I mean, when we started here, you know, no, no sport has ever had a kitchen or a non-volley zone. <laughs> Uh, no, no sport has ever had, it has to bounce twice before you can hit it in the air. Yeah. Uh, so I think people can get started in the game much more quickly and correctly than uh, maybe when we started. And when we start, when I started with uh, Phil Sapp and Johnny Lane, Arthur uh, Caldwell, uh, Woody and Nancy Owens, uh, some, of, some of those friends who've been playing it for such a long time, um, we were just bangers. You're hitting it hard. Uh, you know, people didn't just stay at the net. You know, they'd stay back and, you know, you're hitting ground strokes. Then all of a sudden, as I'm watching YouTube videos, thinking, man, who, those people are up at the net and, and whoever's controlling the net's winning the points. And so I, I think people are learning how to play better, more quickly than we did four, four and a half years ago. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. The soft, the soft game uh, is imperative. Uh, and when you're watching, when I'm watching videos of the pros, um, you know, you're seeing them uh, dink uh, diagonally or right across the net. And, and then somebody leaves one up high and it starts a rapid uh, volley. Uh, and that that's one of the things I think people have have started learning how to play the game better mm -hmm. uh, and much sooner. It took us a while. Of course, we may have been slow studies. That might have been the problem. 
<laughs> but nonetheless, uh, yeah, I, I think that's probably it for me. Yeah, I, it took me a while to figure out that being at the net was where, or meeting at that non-volley zone line was where you'd win most of your matches. I, I just kept thinking about tennis and just, okay, I'm going to bang out forehands from the baseline and win. Yeah. That only worked for a little while. Once I started playing better players, it didn't work at all. Right. And, and you know, I learned that it, it's not about power and really, uh, quite frankly, it's not about speed. Now, power and speed help. I, I play against some guys who are in their 40s uh, who are still playing tennis or whatever, and those guys are like a blur. But if they don't have the soft game, I can compete with them. Correct. Uh, you know, they're going to have to learn how to play disciplined and and under control. Uh, I found that rather than it being a power game, it, it, it's about direction and touch and and uh, setting up a shot, you know, run a guy almost out of bounds and then they hit him behind him or whatever. Right. And so that, that's one of the things that I've really enjoyed about the game is trying to figure out what your opponent's weakness is and then exploit it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to, I have one last question. It's kind of a two-parter, okay? Okay. I think the first part will be pretty easy. Um, and the second part, maybe not quite, but maybe also easy. We'll see. Okay. First okay. part of the question is, I want you to think about your, the favorite thing, the number one thing you like about pickleball. That'll be the first thing. All right. And the second part is, do you think that pickleball is going to continue on this upward trajectory that we're experiencing right now? Okay. Yeah, well, the I'll, answer, thing and then I'll answer the second one first. Okay, sure, think, go ahead. I think it uh, it is absolutely on an upward trajectory, and I think it's going to do nothing but continue uh, to win fans and uh, have more and more people. It's unbelievable, and, and Stephen, because you've lived in Macon, you've seen this, uh, how Macon has gone from, in in three and a half years, have we've gone from a one indoor court at a wellness center to 17 dedicated courts to more courts at FPD and other courts at John Drew Smith. There's some out in South Six, I think out in South Bibb County at the new uh, recreation center out there. People are starting, I, I know about five or six people who have their own courts now. Mm -hmm. And so the more, there's there's one guy in Macon who has his own, uh, he, he built a prefab building and has two indoor courts. Oh my goodness! Now, I'm not going to give his name or any location, but I mean, that, that's pretty. That's pretty serious to do that. Wow. Um, I I would like to say that at some point, because I've been asked this by people, uh, will it become a an Olympic sport? And I've heard that discussed. I wish it would. I don't think it will. Probably because those who are pros. Uh, who get paid for tournaments, they are not at a terribly much large, much better uh, game than people who play at 5-0 and mm -hmm. who are not professionals. Maybe they don't, you know, they have other jobs that they do, but they're still a 5-0. I don't know that pickleball is as much worldwide yet as it is in the United States. But you know what? If it's not an Olympic sport, I'm okay because we have the U.S. Open in Naples, which I had a chance uh, a year and a half ago to go down there and play. In fact, um, my teammate Bruce Covey and I, we we medaled. Uh, you have the Mid-Atlantic, you have the Atlantic South, 
uh, down, that was in Griffin for a while, and now it's down in Foley, Alabama. You have nationals, which I'll get to play in, in Birmingham uh, coming up the 1st of June. Uh, you also have nationals out in uh, California. I can't remember the name of the area. Uh, Indian but Wells, maybe? Don't they have one in that is Wells? it. Indian Wells is correct. But so you have these national and inter, uh, there's an organization called SIPA, which is super senior uh, international, you know, uh, tournaments. And so, you know, we had uh, that was hosted in Griffin uh, two or three times. And it was an international tournament. There, there were 22 people, 22 countries that were represented there. Wow. And uh, at the at the U.S. Open a year and a half ago, there were, let's see, 2,200 players from like 20 or 22 different countries. Man. So there is there is international interest, but it has not caught on like, you know, track and field and swimming and gymnastics right. and those kinds of things. But but that's okay. Uh, yeah, but yes, I, I see it. I see pickleball, uh, nothing but going upward and and very quickly. Got it. The other question you asked, uh, what was my maybe my favorite or some of my favorite things about the sport? Is that was that it? Yeah. If you could, if, if you could pick, maybe let's say the number one thing that over. If you could say this encompasses everything I love about pickleball. Okay. What would that one thing be? Oh, right, it's going to be a tie for first. That's okay. <laughs> have tie. What, sounds That's like I'm a politician. Uh, one is the health benefits. Um, I used to I used to do all kinds of things for fitness. I, I still lift light weights and do some yoga and stretching and, and other kinds of things. But pickleball is my primary go-to activity for health and fitness. And I'm playing uh, five, sometimes six days a week. But I think really the one that trumps that would be the social part of the game. I have met the some of the finest people that I've ever known and people that I never would have crossed paths with, I think, if I had not started playing the game. I, I love the social part of it. Whenever, like if you're in a tournament, we'll, you know, between games, we're sitting there talking to other people that we're going to be playing against. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've gotten to know each other. In fact, we'll end up teaming with them in maybe another tournament. So oh, yeah. uh, I, I, that's, that's one of the things that I really, really do like. Yeah, the, I, I think I've asked that question of every guest, and your answer is very similar to what they've all said. Yeah. The social aspect. Um, now, Paul's answer was the laughter. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, that's that. part of the social part. Uh, absolutely, part of the social aspect. Yeah. It's unlike any sport I've ever played um, in that sense that you, you meet people and it's almost like you become great friends almost right away. Yeah, with I agree with that, yeah. And, and you know, there are people uh, in Clayton, uh, in uh, Raven County, Clayton, Georgia, uh, that I have kind of hooked up with and uh, played tournaments with. Uh, when I have a buddy at Orange Beach, Alabama, and when I go there, I can find a pickleball uh, game, and I've gotten to know those people. My wife and I, uh, we celebrated our 50th wedding anniversary with a trip. We're not big travelers, but we flew to uh, Hawaii and so I took my paddle with me. <laughs> of course you and, did. Uh, and I, I Googled uh, pickleball in uh, Kauai and found two different places. I called Uber and uh, <laughs> and I played for two and a half hours and I met some people there. Uh, 
I met one person that uh, I'm probably going to get to play in a tournament with them because we met uh, playing pickleball. That is amazing. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Well, Joe, this has been fantastic. I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed having you on. I've learned so much about some of the early days um, in making about pickleball. All the names you mentioned, I think I know all those people yeah. um, and have played with them. And you know, I, I do miss you know being down there with you guys, but I always look so forward to coming down for tournaments. Um, oh, yeah. And so I will definitely be seeing you guys soon. Um, any, any final words you'd like to say before we sign off here, Joe? Well, I, I love uh, Paul Bidkiff's uh, little mantra mantra uh, on the back of the uh, Macon Pickleball uh, shirts, which say, uh, peace, love, and pickleball. Uh, that's, uh, I, I love that about him. That is so him, and that is so Greg Spicer. Uh, this is the most fun game I've ever played, and I've, I've played most of them. Uh, I, I can't remember really getting winded. Uh, but I, it's a great workout overall. Mm -hmm. It's the kind of game that at my, I'm, I'm a 75 year old now, I'll turn this year. And I just, you know, I, I, I love to play it. We'll, we'll play for three hours and 15 minutes sometimes. I can't play any other sport that long. Yes, unheard of. <laughs> it, it really is. And, and so I, I, I still am, I'm not the official ambassador, but I still love to talk to people about it. I, I love to post things on Facebook, uh, especially when our making people are doing well in tournaments. And man, they really are doing well these days. Yes, they are. Well, Joe, I, I want to say thank you once again, and I'm going to go ahead and stop the recording here, and we'll talk again soon, okay? You bet. Thanks so much for having me.